Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What up, Leon? What's happening, Magna Gopal? Oh, new and interesting. This will be where people can send me money eventually one day when I have my own payment platform. There you go, Magna Go PayPal. Anything you want, Magna would do for a price. Uh, no, anything <laughs> a, anything you want to pay for, you can pay me a percentage through Go PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you, which is a question from one of our listeners, Wade, who asked, how do you choose your costumes? Very interesting question, Wade. You know, it all comes down to, it doesn't all come down to one thing. There's a, there's a lot of different things that go into choosing a costume. Right. Like when it comes to choreograph, choreographing a show, for me, you need three things. You mm-hmm. need good music, good choreography, good costumes. If one of those is weak or weaker, I wouldn't say weak, but one of those is not so strong, the other two needs to be stronger. And for me, if I'm doing a theme I want the costume to match the theme. I don't tend to do a choreography because I have uh, start with a costume, for example, in the way that I would buy a invest in making a, a costume with a whole load of stones, and my partner has got this cold, crazy costume, but there's no reason behind it. I remember seeing many shows way back in the days where people would come out dressed like farmers or something like that. And the first five seconds of the show would have a theme and then it would go Da-da, and the music would start to play. And there was no theme for the rest of the show, but they're all dancing around in these costumes. Uh, yeah. That, that, you know what? <laughs> That's funny because that, um, that reminds me of the fact that I used to hate musicals. Because all of a sudden, everybody would know this choreography. And for me, it did not make sense. It's like, hold on, how can people be walking down the street and all of a sudden, everybody in the road, everybody in the shop knows this choreography? It makes no sense, you know? Although, technically, if you think about those days when we had flash mobs, everyone learned the choreography and randomly on the street, people were doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash mobs were way, way after the first time I saw Grease. (laughs) Touche. <laughs> well, it, costumes are interesting because, I, I mean, it's hard to go the costume route first. I think there's only been one time, and I never actually saw it to completion, but there was one time that I, I saw this beautiful dress, like a chiffon dress with multicolored, and I wanted someone to design it for me. And I was thinking this dress would go with this kind of song and this kind of choreography. And once I had it made, I was thinking of what I would actually create with it. But I never ended up getting it made because the costume designer had done something else for me and it was terrible. So I didn't bother going continue with that and, and never end up doing the choreo. But there are some people who usually start with a theme first, you know, so maybe they don't have the costume in play, but like I've seen, uh, for example, Ismael Otero, Caribbean Soul. They used to have this one show, which I absolutely love, where they go through the I entire- I know which one you know you're what talking I'm talking about, about right? the instruments. Yes, 
And yeah, I that thought was great. those costume changes were phenomenal. It was so great. The women were dressed in a way that uh, part of their body looked like a guitar or a bass guitar or a piano, and they would just flip through it. And then I've seen other people do like Super Mario Brothers, you know, yeah. and, and they've got the costume and the choreography represents the Mario Brothers. There's like bouncing and, and sound effects added to the song. But for the most part, I, I feel like today, most costumes are more along the line of something glamorous or elegant, but not necessarily thematic. What do you think? Well, I there is a, like a typical type of a salsa costume, right? And it crosses over to bachata. There's a there's this particular look with a lot of diamonds and stuff like that, which for me wait, works did you out. say wait, 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 did you say diamonds? Who diamonds, has... Diamante, whatever they're called, Swarovski. I don't know what the hell they're called. These Listen, Swarovski and diamonds are very different. Okay. Me are... personally, I put real diamonds on my costumes when they're needed. Well, so but... um everybody, <clears throat> note to everyone, if you ever see Leon perform and there's some glitter on his costume, make sure you wait until he leaves the backstage room and then go make some money. Listen, all my costume is like connected to my whole body. You wouldn't be able to steal it. You mean it's woven into your hair? Like I your chest hairs? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you're damn fool. But anyway, let me clarify something. I said I wouldn't start with a costume I may start with a costume. Actually, there's no rules for me where I start mm. with a with a choreography. But I wouldn't start with something that I know is not going to make any sense. I cannot make a, a story from it. So I wouldn't like take a, a, a costume that I've seen and I maybe a lot of people are wearing. Mm. There are costumes out there that, you know, a style that a lot of people are wearing. I wouldn't do that and have no have no reason for it. Mm. Gotcha. You understand? So I I tend to do stuff like if I have a really heavy theme, I tend to not go so far on the costume. I try and let the choreography choreography and uh, the actual show tell the story so well, it, people don't get distracted. Well, one of your shows that I particularly liked and I found the costume to be simple, but very representative of the show was the um, the black swan, the swan lake one. And the it, funny and thing is that was one of the most intricate costumes. Really? I thought it was yeah. pretty easy because it, it was you guys no. were wearing suits with so the suit was open with some feathers. No, that suit was actually um for the the girls, you kind of saw what they were wearing. It's like a a dress with feathers. Yeah. Right. I tried to go for something kind of like salsa-ish but with the feathers to represent the the fact that we were swans. But the guy's costume, it just looks like a normal suit, right? And right. then on the inside, there are feathers. But actually, the suit is split down the back. So when we do that final pose, um, the back splits in half and we lift up the arms. So it's supposed to look like wings. Oh, so it was it was very intricate, and to dance in it was like uh, it's like really weird because you're dancing with feathers, like real feathers on the inside. Well, see, now that brings us to another point about costumes. Is in choosing a costume, I have seen many people on stage, including myself, uh, 
uncomfortable doing the actual routine in the outfit that I'm wearing. I'll give you an example. There is this costume that I have where it starts, uh, this routine that I have that it starts on the chair and I decided to change up the top of the costume because I wanted something a little bit brighter. And I found this perfect pre-made top actually with stones and everything. And first time I did it with that new costume, it was great. I had double-sided tape. It all worked out really perfectly. And then the second time I performed it in the very first three seconds, I felt all the tape disconnect. And the rest of my show, I could not perform fully because I thought a boob was going to pop out. And so I think it's really important, especially for women, even more so than men, to to feel comfortable in what they're wearing and make sure that they go through their entire routine full out with their costume to make sure there's no slippage no revealing anything no riding up or any of that stuff right yeah i've split a couple of pants on stage (laughs) we talked about this before (laughs) in a previous episode but i've never had a nipple out so it's just a good thing not on not by accident anyway i was gonna say that's (laughs) bullshit i've seen your nipples out in your costumes before easy easy just because we're naked on this podcast doesn't mean everybody needs to about know about my naked body Listen, if you just watch some of his shows, you'll see him half naked on stage anyways. <laughs> All right. That is true. Yeah, there's one. Ain't nobody. That was uh, basically a good reason for me to do some press-ups every day. You know what's funny? I, I realized that guys wear basically a reverse halter top to women. Like women wear halter tops, which cover the front and open the back. And guys tend to wear the inverse they cover the back and open the front (laughs) you know the funny thing is when it comes to me and my costumes right so i usually come out with a new choreography towards the beginning of the year which kind of sets the tone for what i'm going to be doing for the rest of the year and depending on the theme depending on the costume if i'm uh doing something where like my chest is open or I'm, i'm i'm showing a little bit more flesh that means that year I'm working out hard every week. <laughs> oh, that's another thing too with costumes is at least for um at least for costumes that are fitted to you that can be a challenge cuz I've had a costume fitted to me at a really slim stage before I started working out and then I started working out and building muscle mass and that thing did not fit at all it was just (laughs) awkward and uncomfortable to wear and uncomfortable to look at so that's a challenge too you know when you buy or get something designed that that reminds me of a costume one routine that came about just from a color the routine started from a color the red color red i said how can i make a routine with this and me and my partner we choreographed this thing and i had this like red robot type of alien costume i don't know why don't ask me red robot yeah 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 it was the days that i was just trying to go wild with the themes and just trying trying to see what i could do you know now you go for the color in your beard instead yeah easy easy tiger um so i decided to try this costume on not too long ago and i i basically look like uh 
uh, red velvet muffin. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds yummy. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> a red velvet muffin. Like mm. this routine was done in 2000. I think it was 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And I must have been as well, my legs must have been as skinny as hell. I don't know what the hell I was eating. I think I was actually bigger up top, but my legs seems like they were really, really skinny. That actually uh, happened to me with one of my uh, one of my routines from 2005 or 2007, too. It was a full one piece bodysuit. And yeah, when your legs are slim, the pants hang all the way down as they should. And then I tried it on, I don't know, 15 years later. And I looked like I was preparing for a flood. Like the, the whole <laughs> pant just rode up so much. <laughs> oh, geez. But I've also made some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Bad decisions when it comes to uh, costumes. Like that, we've talked about that before, my uh, green leotard. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it was, it was, as I said before, it was, uh, if you didn't understand it, it was just, you know, it was beyond your, beyond your time. Mm. You were ahead of the time. You were ahead of the time. I am, I was ahead of the time and I still haven't, we still haven't caught up to that time yet. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but we haven't. One day, one day. Well, for most of us, when it comes to choosing a costume, at least for us now, compared to back in the days where you're just trying to find something that's going to draw attention, is make sure it's comfortable. Make sure you can perform all of your moves full out, 100%, without any issue, without any discomfort. And then if you are doing something thematic, obviously, make sure your costume matches it, but also make sure your routine matches the costume and the theme. And sometimes it's not even about the theme. Like sometimes you've got a very earthy, uh, Roomba, Afro-Cuban style routine. There's no need to have this fancy, elegant gown. Like it just, it almost doesn't make sense. So don't feel the need to go the route of, I'm on stage, so I must absolutely bling out everything and everything has to have frills or feathers or, or this or that. Just work with what's comfortable, work with what represents your song and your choreography the best. Make sure you look good. You know, there's no point going up on stage if you're not feeling comfortable. Yes. If you're doing a big group, that's one thing that we're, I, I want to say. If you're doing a big group and maybe the particular costume that you want everybody to wear doesn't look right on everybody. Mm -hmm. This happens. Yep. Doesn't mean everybody should be forced to wear the same costume. You can be clever with it. You could use colors. Yep. If everybody's wearing the same color on stage, you can make everybody look good. Exactly. Yeah. You know, think about that as well. For choreographers, think about that. And if you agree with us, why not share this podcast, slip it to them, slip it into their DMs and say, listen to this podcast because it's going to change your life. And that's what we're here to do, folks. We're here to change your life. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Naked and Counting. And if you ever have a suggestion for a topic that we can cover and discuss on this podcast, you can submit that via our pages, uh, DM, or you can 
reach out to us directly at Magna Gopal and at Mr. Leon Rose. And don't hesitate to come up to us if you've listened to this podcast before. Well, if you've listened to this podcast before, that means you're listening to this podcast right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people come up to me and say they listen to the podcast and it usually, you know, nine times out of 10, it surprises me. So Same. please come and surprise me. Yes, come and surprise us. It is a pleasure to hear that you are enjoying it because we love what we do. We love the topics that we get a chance to cover. We enjoy the banter back and forth. But ultimately, you know, we want to share our experiences and our perspectives with all of you. And we would love to hear yours as well. Actually, try and surprise Magna in the creepiest and way. We, and we are fading out, folks. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you.